extended cut. We are here again, working our way through Philippians. John Reeves is with us today. Hey, hey how's everybody? They're doing good. I'll answer on their behalf. <laughs> I was waiting for a response. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, it's been a crazy couple of weeks, meeting outside. Uh, last week, we had all the guys come in and talk about the different locations, Ross under a tree, salute on the courthouse lawn, been some... It's been unique the last couple of weeks. Going to do it again. Yep. Uh, this Sunday, everybody, whatever we've been doing, we're going to run the same place. So you have been at all of our locations. You've watched the service. Give us your take. Yeah, so uh, first of all, I'm just really proud of our folks being able to flex and, and mm. do a variety of things. It's been cool to watch some of our families decide to stay at home and do that in some creative ways and invite friends or family over to watch at their house. So I've been, been happy with all that. But uh, yeah, it's been it's been cool to see the different spots. So I got I confirmed this week that that uh, Ross is literally under a tree. And it, it was the coolest, literally the coolest of all of our locations on Sunday. Um, but it, yeah, it's, it's right in the back of a house. It's, it's, it's definitely Radius Church Plant 101. Behind a house, under a tree. But they did a great job, a great little group from Irmo getting together over there. Trying to figure it out without their without the movie theater, so they don't really even have an indoor option. So, mm. for the radius folks, just something to be proud of as as we flex and figure it out as we go. Yeah, um, yeah. I got to see the the lawn in Saluda last week, which was, you know, Trey, the mayor of Saluda, can pull <laughs> off all kind of stuff. But it is a great setup. People are spread out all over the place, so that works well. Um, then I think you guys and White No have maximized the uh, tanning effect using the parking lot to reflect some rays. And yeah, it's cooking. <laughs> cooking. Cooking. It's cooking. Not We're cooking. Work. That's great. You know, and so, again, both Lex and White No have, have, have made it work. And uh, Rocky Creek out in front of a building they can't use yet. Hmm. So they've had a couple great Sundays out there. You tell people ready to get back out. Big grassy front yard, so. I'm, I'm, man, I'm really proud of our folks as they flex, and we all have to make these decisions for our families and for ourselves. It's, it's a it's a really unique time for the church. Proud of uh, proud of how we've handled it. Hopefully, we'll continue to handle it in a really unified type way, as even even as we make different decisions for our families, and and yet uh, we're, we're we're together in Christ and in a mission as Radius Church. Yeah, I think uh, we still have most of our people watching online. Yes, which is fine. Yes, um, and we. We, we recognize that there are some that are ready and some that aren't, and so those that aren't still still watching online, and we're glad we have that, Absolutely. continue with that presence. And and um, so that's been good. And I just think, you know, from my standpoint, some lessons learned as we've been outside, just the people who have seen us here at Lexington and have come across and joined us. I think the same thing happened uh, in some of our other locations where people who aren't normally a part of Radius or our churches have seen what's happening and walked up, found us, and man, so um, kind of makes us, you know, Lexington for sure makes us feel small again. And so now yeah. we see people that we don't know, and we we are immediately able to identify. Hey, that, that's somebody who's a who's a guest. So anyway, been pretty cool on that standpoint. Really has that both at Rocky Creek and at uh, uh, Irmo, I saw folks sitting on their porches in homes. Hmm. You know, listening, taking it in without joining the group. And then, yeah, I, I almost didn't get to go to lunch afterwards because Cheryl had met somebody new that had walked up for the first time at Lexington. 
they were going to hang out for an hour, I guess, in the parking lot, which is great. You know, <laughs> all, all those it, things yeah. are. And the church traditionally throughout history, when when chaos is hit, finds new opportunities to reach their neighbors. And that's certainly happening for us right now. Yeah. Well, I know people are uh, are asking, man. Matter of fact, just before we came on, somebody asked, hey, when are we coming inside? When's all that <laughs> happening? And um we wish we could give you just this long list of decisions that have been made, but we're still wrestling through that. And so just, we are. There's a lot of moving parts. We're experimenting with some stuff on getting the buildings clean quickly. Hmm. Um, so yeah, there's a lot of moving parts. We're we're taking some notes from other friends around the hmm. area and trying to come up with a good plan. But we thought for for May the right plan was to go outside. That was the safest, and we were most confident in that decision. So we're, we're working on June still. Yep. Yep. Thank you guys for being flexible. I think yeah, that's uh, big time. One thing Radius has done well throughout its sixteen his, sixteen year history, and so we're we're, we're flexing that muscle again. Yes, so we are. That's good. Well, this uh, this week we're in Philippians three, the last uh, you know ten or so verses, uh, twelve to twenty one. And um, so I was looking at this. You know, we we had mentioned last week the fact that. We're we're really not preaching each and every verse, you know. We're we're we recognize we're outside. We got kids moving around, and 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 so it really sets itself up to preach more of a, you know, just a main theme from the passage and 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 try to handle that. So, John, as you went through it and kind of settled on some things, what if you had a little more time? If you really wanted to punch some stuff home, what, what would you have added to it? Yeah, so I, I actually got a little more time than the rest of y'all because I was on I was online. So it was, yeah. uh, but still, you, it, it's tight online as well. I, I thought um, I got I spent a ton of time in the first couple verses, and I didn't really get to close out the chapter real well. And I would I would I, I missed I missed a little bit of that. I, I, I was particularly intrigued with a couple couple lines in there that I had never noticed before. And uh, verse verse 20 says, but we have we are citizens of heaven, which I paid attention to a lot. And NLT reads like this, uh, where the Lord Jesus Christ lives, and we are eagerly waiting for him to return as our Savior. Mm. I was, uh, I, I just, that struck me funny that, that Paul is calling him the Savior. He's going to return as the Savior. Mm. Uh, I, I really like that. And I just touched it quickly online, on but then you read verse 21, he will take our weak mortal bodies and change them into glorious bodies. So it's so he was our savior when he died on the cross. He saved me when I believed for the first time when I was a little kid, mm. but he's coming back as my savior. Now, that was really kind of a fun thought of moving mm. from, man, certainly in t- times of chaos like this where we, we battle all sorts of thoughts in our minds, and, and we just recognize how weak we are, how broken mm-hmm. we are. As, as bad as the whole world's trying to beat this pandemic, nobody can seem to come up with an answer, mm-hmm. right? And, and, and then you're looking at this, he's going to come back, he's going to save us from all of that. All of that stress, all of that angst, uh, we're going to get, no, no longer we have to deal with these weak mortal bodies. He's going to change us into the glorious bodies, and I'm not going to be susceptible to any disease. Yeah, I'm not going to be susceptible to any pain There's it's, uh, I really like that, and I didn't really get to unpack that kind of future, the future for all believers in that in that little spot. Yeah. So exciting, exciting verses though. I um, I remember in uh, in Austin planting a church, and you know when people see that, you you kind of draw all kinds of people, 
Yeah. And one guy wanted to to talk to me, send out an email, and when you're a church planner, you respond to everybody, right? Exactly. I mean, it, it, right. it, it didn't matter, one. and he it's wanted exactly. to do lunch, and we sit down, and man, um, to, to give you an idea how the conversation went down, we're at we're at Pluckers slicking mm. back some wings, and I'm the only one eating. I, I and, love that place. Yeah, I'm <laughs> the only one eating, and he hadn't said a word. I mean, he he hadn't taken a breath. I mean, he's getting after. I mean, he has not touched his food. And he is trying to convince me that um, that I don't have to sin anymore. Mm. Like I like I am dead to sin. I'm alive in Christ. And there's this there's this group out there of believers who would say, "Hey, you can reach this pinnacle. Yeah, this pinnacle, this point where, mm-hmm. man, you you don't you 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 don't have sin. You're not sin. You you have victory over it." And and I don't know, probably five or ten minutes in the conversation, I recognized me and this guy aren't even going to be close. And so I just started eating, and I just let him talk. And most of it went one in one ear and out the other. Uh, as I dealt with this passage, I think there are some people in mm. Corinth and Philippians. And so I think Paul wrote the le- one of his letters to the Corinthian church and Philippians pretty close together. Mm. And um, I think there's this group of people that, Philippians may be dealing with that I know the Corinthians were dealing with that said, hey, you you can arrive like on this end of eternity. You can attain this maturity, this sinlessness, this whatever. And as a result, you can kind of coast in, you know, you yep. can once you, you once you've arrived, you don't have to take it as serious anymore. And and um, and for the Corinthian church, it it was affecting the way they did Lord's Supper. It was a way, it was affecting the way they had relationship with one another, like how they were involved in the community, like suing each other and all kinds of stuff. Cause for them, it's like they've arrived. And so now they don't have to worry about, you know, their motivations or whatnot. And so for Paul here to say, no, 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 there, there's no arriving. Mm-hmm. And so when he talks about, like, as you just read, we're awaiting a savior. We're here in a humble condition. We're waiting for a glorious body. Like until that happens, we we got a lot of work to do. Yeah, I mean, and, and, uh, we still have folks that carry some of that line of thinking to your mm-hmm. to your lunch, and then we have some folks kind of on the grace side that uh, don't want to talk about uh, the Ten Commandments. They, they don't want to deal with any of that because of the sufficiency of Christ's grace, which we would agree with. Mm-hmm. His grace covers all of our sin. But almost to the point where you want to stick your head in the sand and not deal with our flesh, where Galatians, there's still this war going on mm. between my flesh and the Holy Spirit, which indwells me, and, mm. and it's going to go on till, the, till I'm saved in the end. That's right, yeah. Saved again. I mean, saved finally, completely, mm. where all my flesh is gone. It's going to be a wonderful day. Yeah. And man, if, if we were already there. We stink. Yeah, no doubt. There's not a whole lot of hope. <laughs> no, there's not. Yeah, I'm. I'm really anticipating this. Uh, our heavenly home is going to be way better than way what we better. got now. Way so. better. Yeah. Another thing that uh, as I went through this, the word maturity here or perfect, depending on how your translation you know works out. Verse twelve, he says the word. Um, he says it again in verse. 15, therefore all who are mature should think this way. He uses that word a couple of different places, and he uses it in terms of like thinking like an adult versus thinking like a child. Mm-hmm. And Paul has this a lot, like either either on the milk or the steak, you know, yeah. this idea of growing. 
And uh, if I had a little more time, I would think about like the conversations that I have with my kids when I ask, like, why did you do that? Like, why, <laughs> why are you doing what you're doing? Yep. And a lot of it is, is because they have no concept of um, like future planning, um, how this could, how when I knock this domino over, how is it going to affect someone else? Like the, it's just about the here and the now and and just me really. Mm-hmm. And at some point as you get, you know, you, you get emotionally mature, spiritually mature, that you begin to recognize, hey, I, I, I recognize that other people are involved in this and my decisions and how it affects other people. And um, I wonder for Paul as he's thinking, man, if you if you're mature, you, there's an adult way of thinking that recognizes it's not just about the here and now, but there's a longer process. Like what you're doing is actually going to shape your future. So you need to build some habits and to do some things. And that's why I try to tell my kids, but, <laughs> you know, unfortunately their child immature brain yeah. doesn't comprehend all that. Yeah, and I think. So so much so true for the father trying to communicate to us as his children, mm-hmm. and I couldn't you know with Memorial Day this weekend, uh, I couldn't get my head out of the uh, kind of a military type of mindset, and and you you think of the soldier um, making too much of his situation mm-hmm. because he's not mature, he's not a mature soldier, he can't he. Like the mature soldier understands why he's obeying orders, why he has to obey orders, and that he knows that there's something bigger going on, mm-hmm. even if he can't fully articulate what the bigger is. And so as we participate in God establishing his kingdom here on earth, I mean, a lot of times, you know, we, we get, we get, I can get really sucked into what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. And in the grand scheme of things, it, it, it's small, but I, I'm, I'm being obedient to a king who's driving us toward accomplishing his purpose. Could he just snap his fingers and make it happen? Yes, but he's chosen to put us in place. So it's an honor to get to serve under his leadership. But it takes a lot of maturity to get my eyes off of myself. Yeah, and yeah look no at, doubt. And look at what he's looking at. Yeah, I think about you know that those verses there, their end is their destruction, their God is their stomach, their glory is in their shame, they're focused on earthly things. I mean, at the end of the day, that that's what happens when we, we lack any eternal perspective yeah and uh when my, my you know my kids don't think through you know anything longer than maybe the next hour of their life right and, and no no comprehension that there's more to it and so i don't think that's all that paul is talking about here when he's using that word mature thinking like an adult but clearly when he uses it in other places for that childlike and and adult mentality I think some of that's there. Yeah, we even got words in our society like hangry, right? Like <laughs> like that, that are not have nothing to do with Jesus. Yeah. But we know that a grown woman, if she gets hangry, she's gonna act like a child. <laughs> that's right. And as and you know, when a grown man gets tired, mm. um, his emotions work up to the surface, and then the next thing you know, we're acting like we did when we were in middle school. And uh, as followers of Jesus, there's there's that same potential. We yeah. keep acting like children. Yeah. Um, I also think uh, when I was, you know, for me, I went back and I retold the story of Acts chapter 9. Um, I, I think Paul, he talks about it so much. I didn't realize how much Paul tells his conversion. 
Yeah, that was good. I, I yeah, I got to sit out here and listen to you. Yeah, he. I came to the eight o'clock. By the way. Yeah, yeah, you were smart. <laughs> you were smart. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah, I just as I was thinking through it, I'm like, how many times does he reference being changed by Jesus? And then his specific story multiple times in the book of Acts and in Galatians. And I think here he's he's thinking of that same thing and. Um, I just think sometimes it's easy to take for granted what Jesus Christ has done in our lives, um, the way he's changed us, the way he's grabbed hold of us, the way he, I mean, clearly, you know, as Paul said, I am who I am by the grace of God. And um, I don't know. I think it's a constant, just a constant reminder to remember. And that's what that's what Brian Kirkland tried to get us to do at uh, the week of, Easter, Holy Week, to remember who you were, mm-hmm. and now to this is who you are in Christ. And there's a lot of that in Scripture, and so we we need to remember what it's like to be far from God, and this is who He is, and who we are now as a result of His grace. Yeah, it's, it's strange how that can, how the before we can lose touch with. Mm-hmm. Not that we, you know, He's going to tell us to... Uh, to, to strain forward. So he, he wants us to look forward, but that occasional glance, the more I read, I'm like, the, the past is for this occasional glance in the rearview mirror, like when you're driving down the road. It's, it's healthy to look up there on occasion. It just can't be what dominates your, your right. line of sight. And looking back to where you came from, it's, there's, there's a lot of power in that, mm-hmm. long, as long as it you know doesn't consume you. Yeah, yeah you don't dwell in that, yeah, right? Yeah, you don't dwell yeah. in that. You keep yeah. moving forward. But. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Um. Kind of the last thing that's on, as I was thinking about it, you know, I think it was Thursday or Friday you found me on uh, the end of the week and just saying, hey, just finishing is a big piece of this. Yes. And, uh, and just even thinking about, at that time, the the finishing aspect and a couple of brothers that we've lost this year that yes. and Toby Kirkland, Chris McCutcheon, that we would recognize, hey, they finished well. They, they finished strong. And um, anyway, it... Uh, appropriate on Memorial Day, even though um, Memorial Day is really to remember the guys who who uh, gave their life for our country. But uh, mm-hmm. I think in Memorial Day we could celebrate some guys who gave their life, um, living for Jesus Christ to the very end. And so, uh, when you said that on Thursday, uh, I remember talking about the finishing aspect. But really helpful as I think about Paul, like he took it seriously to go to the Gentiles, mm-hmm. and he was going to do it to yep. the end. And so, um, it was, uh, it was good to remember and, and even, you know, even briefly to say, Hey, a year ago we lost Chris and Mm -hmm. he finished strong. He did indeed. Even when I'm reading Paul, uh, it's emotional. This is a man. So you're reading the guy who wrote the book, who did that. He went all the way to the finish and Mm -hmm. gave up his life. He was executed for, Mm -hmm. for the cause of Christ. And we, you know, we talk about Christ's blood, and that is the blood. That's the redeeming blood. But mm. there's these followers of Jesus throughout the centuries, starting, you know, with Paul giving up his life, and then martyrs that we'll never know mm. year over year over year that have died for the cause of Christ. And then, I, I, yeah, I, I was right there with you. Chris's name just keeps coming to the mm. forefront of someone, particularly at Radius, who lived our values right to the point of death and and so he finished man and i i on a on a uh online live stream i i I have like i tried to explain i have like this hall of 
fame at Radius in my head. Mm. As you know, we don't have offices around here, so I don't have any pictures <laughs> on the wall. But but Chris McCutcheon is on that wall as as like the poster boy of who we want to be, mm. and he finished well. And I'm jealous of that. I, I, I'm jealous in the sense that I want to do the same. I want to finish mm. well. And uh, so a year ago, uh, he led us. Wendy lettuce. Mm. It was a powerful, powerful, painful season for us. But that's what Paul's Paul's talking about finishing. And for some of us, you know, maybe we'll get the whole allotment of of years. Mm. And others, it'll be cut short. And uh, we certainly want folks to to remember the Lord because of our life. Yeah. So it's, it's powerful. Yeah, I was. When you said that on Thursday, I hadn't really thought about it um, in terms of well, for multiple reasons, right? Right. it's really hard. Number one, yeah. to to uh, to know Wendy and family going to be out there, and how am I going to? Because I just keep my composure. Is it is uh, just it touches us all really close. And then I was I was reminded of as you, as you put it in my head and thinking through. Um, I was taking Meyer, uh, Chris's youngest. He's mm-hmm. third grade. I was taking him to a baseball. Uh, practice. He was on my fall ball team, and we uh, we get in the car, and we don't want to listen to Toby Mac or some Christian rap or something. We just for five minutes get into Ballpark Road. We'd do it, and so when uh, we played the Toby Mac song "Till the Day I Die," and as soon as it starts, Myers like that was my dad's favorite Toby Mac mm. song. Well, I'm sitting here looking out the window like I'm trying to hold back tears. <laughs> I bet because as I'm listening to the words, I'm like, yeah, that's pretty fitting. Yeah. Pretty fitting. And uh, so now every time I listen to it, I can't think of it any other way than just, you know, mm-hmm. um, Chris enjoying those lyrics, but not just enjoying them, really saying, hey, this is it. And and even Wendy, after the 8 o'clock service, she just said it was just a good reminder because Chris would dance around the house singing that song. And I'm like, <laughs> I'd like to have seen that. Yeah. Well, he, he was living it out. <laughs> yes, he so, was. Uh, yeah, he was. So uh, pretty cool, pretty cool mm-hmm. way to, to think about it. It's uh, it's really neat in God's providence, the way he lines things up, passages and memories. So it's Indeed. good. Indeed. Anything else jump out at you from the weekend you were wanting to share? No, I thought that that was the big one, man. And on, on that front, there's a lot of folks that take take in this podcast, listen to us online. They're showing up. That you know, there's there's some sacrifices they're making as as true servants. That mm-hmm. you know, I don't know how they actually do, and, and they go under the radar. And man, we appreciate you. We appreciate you sacrificing mm-hmm. for the king, and especially on some of these hard days when it's, it's hard to get the energy up to do it again. Mm. This is a worthy, this is going to be, there's coming a day when the Savior is returning. And, That's right. And he, you know, he calls that out, I don't know, four or five times in this book. Mm. He keeps reminding us it's coming to an end. He's coming back. So uh, thank you. It's, it's really an honor to do this with you. Yep. Yep. Good words. John, thanks, man. Yep. We'll wrap up the book, uh, Philippians, this week and bring some guys in. We'll talk about it. and. And uh, go from there. Thank you guys for joining us online, live, wherever location you're at. And uh, we'll keep pressing forward. Thank you, guys.